You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Torah Sparks Podcast. Have you ever read a book on anti-gravity? If yes, it was probably one of those types of books that was impossible to put down. And yes, that, that is a joke because a book on anti-gravity most likely would be impossible to put down. Something that's anti-gravity is impossible. It just doesn't go down. It defies the laws of gravity. Um, so there's, a, there's not a book, but there is a people that is impossible to put down. And that is the Jewish people. You know, this week's Parsha is Shemos. It introduces to us a new beginning, a new Sefer. By the way, if you want to get back into Shnai Mikra Vyachatargum, it's brought down as a remez in the Balha Turim. Shemos stands for Shnaim Mikra Vyachat Targum. Those letters of Shemos spell that. And it's interesting that. It's the beginning because sometimes we mess up and whether it's Shnai Mikra or anything else in life for that matter, sometimes we are in a certain groove of goodness, certain groove of spiritual accomplishments and achievements, a certain groove where we're doing kindness and goodness, but then we fall out of that groove naturally. And Shemos, the beginning of Shovim, is a time of Shnai Mikra V'yachat Targim. Again, that's that quintessential example, but for anything in life that you want to get back up and get back up and, and, and try to try to be and try to do, now's a good time. shemos. So the Jewish people are like that book on anti-gravity, something that's impossible to put down. You know, Chazal, the, the Torah compares to the Jewish people to the stars, to the kochavim, to the stars. And Hashem counts the Jewish people just like He counts the stars. And, you know, Rashi tells us, although Hashem counted the Jewish people by their names in their lifetime, He counted them again after they died to teach us how precious they are. And they are analogous to the stars, of which it is written, He who takes out their host by number, call them all by name. So the Jewish people have a direct connection and association with the stars. This Sfas Emes, the Gera Rebbe points out something so beautiful. And that is, think about the stars, and then we'll be able to understand the Jewish people. We'll understand one of the secrets of the success of the Jewish people. You see, a star, by definition, the stars are, are they, they shine their light amidst the darkness. They're spread out, but they light up the darkness. And this is the survival of the Jewish people. It's our ability to shine light amidst the darkness and that is whatever we are faced with, whatever we are challenged by, whatever whoever oppresses us, we're like the anti that we're like that book on anti gravity. We defy the laws of gravity, the laws of nature. We're a miraculous people. Our existence is one of the greatest proofs that there is a God in this world. The Torah tells us the Ma'at that we will be the smallest of nations, yet we will be a light unto the nations. My friends, we are like the stars. The Jewish people are, are like the stars. 
small in number, yet we light up the darkness and shine a bright light onto the world. And we show how we can live with ethics, morality, in a world where so much of it is falling apart, is running here and there, to and fro. You know, it's very interesting. I read on a website called ThoughtCo. It lists over 25 countries that no longer exist, and by no means is that even exhaustive. Yet, many of those examples were countries, were nations, were religions that were way bigger than the Jewish people. Yet, there's something about the Jewish people that has allowed us to last and survive the ages because we don't just try to survive rather we thrive we shine our light amidst the darkness it's such a powerful you sowed such a powerful long-term success in business in life in in to be to have a a a functioning religion in anything long-term success will often be determined by how one is able to produce and to provide light even amidst the darkness, amidst the challenging times. Because it doesn't always go easy. It doesn't always happen, you know, so just smooth. It's not always smooth sailing. But when you're sailing and that wind comes at you, you're able to use that wind and guide it by using that opposition, by using that wind factor, by utilizing that Yitzhahara, that society, whatever you want to call it, that oppression, that nation that's out to get, by using that as a catalyst for growth is such a crucial step and a stage and a part of who and what we are. You know, one of, the, one of my favorite varts is in this week's parsha. It says, Yosef Yosef was in Egypt. Now the question is, I mean, that belongs in the Department of Redundancy Department. Why? Because Yosef has been in Egypt for all these years. He's been the Mishnah Lamelech. He's been the second in command. Why is the Torah in the beginning of the Exodus, in the beginning of Shemos, telling us, Yosef Hayabimitraim? And Yosef was in Egypt. So Rashi points out, you don't have to look too far, Rashi points out, because it was the same Yosef, the Torah is teaching us a lesson, the same Yosef, who is the shepherd for his father's sheep, is the same Yosef now in Egypt, the Omid Sitko, yet he remained in his righteousness. The challenging situation, you know, him being sold and him being in Egypt, one of the most promiscuous, most impure societies that ever existed and the fact that he was able to not survive but thrive the Yosef Hayabim Mitzrayim the true colors of Yosef shone because he was in Mitzrayim it was through the challenging situation it was through the darkness it was through that black it was through the Choyshech that the real colors of Yosef were able to shine forth and therefore the Torah tells us the Yosef Haya B'Mitzrayim. And Yosef was in Egypt because he truly became Yosef in Egypt. You know, one of the Mishalim I like to use, one of the parables I like to use 
is imagine you were given the task of coming up with a flag for your family, okay? Why your family has a flag, I got no idea. But you got to make up a flag. So you come up with an emblem. It's got like a, a castle, okay, with a big moat and an alligator. That's your emblem. That's like your logo in the center of the flag. And then, you know, the colors, you pick a color scheme. So you pick gold and blue. You know, maybe there's some yellow in there. It's your favorite colors. You, 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 you design it. You hire somebody to thread it. And you have this beautiful flag. You hang it up on the pole. And you look at it and then you wait and you wait and you see it's just drooping. And you're like, wait a second. I mean, I see part of the castle. I see like the head of the alligator. I see some of the letters in the description. I see, you know, the colors, but I don't really see it in its entirety. But that's not until something happens. You see, once there's that element of wind, once there's that opposition that factor that's now opposing, that's coming, that's against. Ah, now you see the flag in its true colors. You see, the flag is only as beautiful as the wind that causes it to show itself, to show its colors. You could have the most beautiful flag, but if there is not that opposition, if there isn't that Yitzhahara, if there isn't that oppression, then it might be hard to see it. It might be hard to see the true colors come forth. I was actually today going down an elevator and I made the following observation because I was going down the elevator physically, yet I realized it's still called an elevator. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is such a powerful idea. You see, because it's still called an elevator even when you're going down. And it's such a crucial message for you and I that in life, when we go down and when we, you know, slip and fall and face with a challenge, face with some type of darkness, some type of opposition, we have to realize that that actually has the potential to uplift us, to elevate us, to make us stronger, to make us better. And therefore, yes, you're going down, but it's still called an elevator. Never forget that. Never forget that even when you're going down, it's still called an elevator. Use that challenging situation. Use that difficulty. Use that whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, that element of wind, that element of choshech, that element of darkness, that adver- that that adversary, that that X factor that's against you, use that to elevate you. Use that as a catalyst to bring you, as a catalyst to bring you up and raise you up and elevate you to greater, to loftier, to the most epic, most beautiful heights possible. Because the Yosef Hayab Bimitzrayim, our true colors truly come out Bimitzrayim. So I think we can take this lesson, this message that we learn from what we're compared to. The secret of the Jewish people is that we're compared to the stars. And the stars have this ability that amidst the darkness, amidst the choshech, they find a way to shed their light. And that's the secret to the survival of the Jewish people. And not just the survival, but the thrive.
the thriving of the Jewish people. That we're a light unto the nations, making a positive impact and a difference to this world. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of this podcast.